0: There's never been a better time for women to enter this industry because there's just so many options and a lot more resources that are out there to take advantage of and feel included that you're not the only one.
1: The automotive industry has a lot of room for improvement when it comes to diversity. Only 18% of auto dealers are women and women of color represent only 6% of the industry but there's reason to be optimistic. Our guest today is Kelly Webb Roberts. Kelly is president of the Webb Automotive Group, executive board member of the Chicago Automobile Trade Association, and has previously been named one of Automotive News's 40 Under 40. Kelly has seen improvement in diversity over the last 10 years and runs a diverse team herself. We're thrilled to have her joining us today for a conversation about her experience and how we can encourage more women to join the industry. So Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. We're really glad to have you on the show.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: So for our listeners that may not be familiar with your surreal background. We would really like to hear a little bit about how did you get into the industry and just a little bit about how you got started in the car industry.
0: Sure. So I grew up in the business. Our family is in the business. uh, My dad and he had brothers and and uncles in the business and cousins. So a lot of our family members own car dealerships. And I grew up in Northwest Indiana at our Ford store. Started there. Well, they had a, a sign out front when I was born that it was a girl. So I was at the dealership, I think within the the first week of being born, but (laughs) grew up going there and started working at the store when I was 15 doing whatever needed to be done, you know, sweeping floors, washing cars, but primarily working in our office and loved getting involved in the number side of the business. And so went to college and focused on accounting and finance and wanted to stick in the auto industry. So I I went into public accounting, actually focusing on car dealerships. So traveled and went to a lot of different dealerships across the country, even RV dealerships and kind of saw what it was like from a different perspective and not my failing business and was ready for some more challenge. I've decided to come back to the family business. And I can say I've been challenged ever since (laughs) I made that move back, but have loved it ever since. I mean, I've always loved the business and just kind of have kept moving forward uh, since coming on at our Chevy store in Oak Lawn when I was uh, only 23 years old. Wow.
1: Uh, 23 years old, a, a very tender age to get started into the industry, to be a young lady uh, in a very male-dominated industry. That is must have been quite the experience, which, of course, is why we have you here with us today, because we really want to unbox what your experience was. You mentioned uh, public accounting, and as if that wasn't challenging enough for you, taking over a dealership at the age of 23 Right before the Great Recession, that must have been a good challenge for you, right?
0: Yeah, it was a lot to take on at the time, but looking back at it, I'm so grateful for that experience and it happened when it did because I I definitely had to go to the school of hard knocks and and really... It really created a foundation of prudent business practices for me to build on as things got better over time.
1: Nice. You mentioned uh, some prudent business practices. Talk a little bit about your leadership philosophy and some of those things that you built starting at 15 in the dealership. I mean, you must have learned some strong foundational things. How did you apply that to your leadership philosophy?
0: You know, in this business, uh, you definitely need to have a lot of grit and especially running a dealership on the south side of Chicago. From a leadership perspective, I have found that people can be really negative. So culturally, I've really focused hard on the positives as it's so easy to dwell on what we're doing wrong. And believe me, we have to evaluate and fix what we're mismanaging all the time. But one thing I've been doing over the years is, you know, we have a weekly manager meeting where we review key metrics. We go around the room and every manager tells a positive thing that's happened to them from the week before. And it sounds like such a little thing, but I'll tell you, it's really great because they'll share something typically that a professional, but sometimes they're sharing something personal. Like, Hey, I just bought a new house last week, or guess what? I, this actually was in a meeting last week. I I bought, I finally bought a new house and it's closer to the dealership. You know, (laughs) they're committing to their job. You find out so many things that people are doing well that get overlooked and I love doing it. And it's again, something that doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's just trying to connect people and make sure like, Hey, I didn't know you were working on that project. And that's awesome that you accomplished that. So that's one thing from a leadership standpoint, we do again, another little thing, but I'm a big believer that the little things make the big things happen. We have this little thing called golden tickets that employees are able to write out one, write out tickets for each other, recognizing them for something they've gone above and beyond for customers or other things in the dealership. And it just Another way, you know, again, to focus on the positive, seeing that people are doing great things that sometimes go unnoticed. And it's fun to read what some of these things get get turned in because they're all over the board. I mean, to the point where one of them was another employee recognizing them for doing the Heimlich remover in the lunchroom, (laughs) you know, and saving them. So, you know, just little random things, but we recognize and do awards every month, just again, putting that positive energy out there. But overall, from a leadership perspective, I just really believe in inclusiveness. You know, we're all better working and collaborating together.
1: There have been so many challenges dealers have had to tackle head on in 2020 that it's not surprising many have let their SEO game slip a bit. CARS is here to help you pull together a truly connected search strategy and get you back onto page one everywhere it matters. Our Staying on Top of Search guide provides actionable steps for optimizing your website, listings, and review content to organically reach customers across the shopping journey. And best of all, the guide is 100% free and easily accessible. No gated content email requirements here, just actionable advice you can start putting towards your marketing strategy today. Visit growwithcars.com search to learn more about how you can put a connected strategy in place at your dealership. I really love that positive mentality there. You know, I've been in sales for a fair amount of time myself too. I couldn't agree with you more as it relates to small act, big result. Those little steps that people take to focus a little bit more on the positive really do have a big impact. So I think there's a lot that people can take away from that. I think that's a, an excellent philosophy to deploy. You mentioned wanting to be obviously more inclusive, um, weaving your positive tactics into that being inclusive mentality there so speaking of being inclusive what's it like being a woman in leadership in a very male-dominated industry maybe speak a little bit about some of the challenges that you might have encountered along the way how you handled that and just sort of how you've been able to maybe maintain that positive perspective throughout the process because I'm sure that's probably where a lot of people struggle with it could you maybe unpack a little bit of that
0: sure being a woman in this industry I, I will say things have progressed dramatically in my relatively short time in the industry and I don't Don't focus as much on, on being a female in the business, but rather on the challenges of operating multiple businesses. But if I were to reflect on it, I think my challenges of being a female in the industry really occurred earlier on in my career. And I would say some of it was more so because I was just really young running a dealership. But I think I really had to overcome people taking me seriously and stereotyping, you know, reflecting on it. One question asked of me that I can recall was, you know, why was I coming to work on a Saturday Shouldn't I'd be out shopping and getting my nails done? You know, just <laughs> stereotypes like that where they, you know, just assuming things. But I think all of us have several moments throughout our careers that we can look back at that we use as motivation to push harder and, and drive change. So overall, I truly feel that being a female in the business has given me a competitive advantage. And I'm grateful really to so many men and women that have helped me along the
1: way. Wow, okay. Well, and for the record, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting your toes down on a Saturday because I've, you know, occasionally take a Saturday here and there to do it for myself, but that's a whole nother story. You mentioned change. You've been in the game for quite some time. What would you see are some of the changes that have happened? You know, again, going through the great recession, what sort of changes have you either maybe seen in the industry or even just, you know, at your own store on a smaller level?
0: I think there's just been a lot more exposure, but more programs supporting more women to get into the business. One that I help promote is General Motors Women's Retail Network that I'm part of. We have a Drive to Succeed scholarship program, which awards scholarships to women enrolled in higher education programs that involve automotive management or service technology. So programs like that, just getting the awareness out that there's so many different careers in automotive. Another thing I'm involved with is Is Chicago Auto Show, which is produced by the Chicago Auto Trade Association. We have a luncheon during the show called What Drives Her. And it's just a gathering of, you know, several hundred women, but it shows how many different fields there are. It's not, you know, for me, it's car dealerships. And even within the car dealership, there's so many different roles somebody could take on marketing, service technician, finance manager, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, the industry in general, like some of the people we've brought in to talk at this panel we do at the What Drives Our event are, you know, people from the OEMs, engineers, marketers, you name it. So it's just awesome to gather and, and build up the momentum of more women entering the industry.
1: I love that awareness piece, too, and hearing from lots of different types of positions and experiences that can sort of, you know, blend it all together and then lead the way for the next generation. So speaking of leading the way, um. What advice would you offer to that next generation or that next crop of women that is considering joining the automotive industry? Maybe they've been looking at it from the outside. They might perceive it as to still be a male-dominated industry. But to your point, there have been some changes. What advice would you give them to really consider why they should want to step into this industry?
0: First of all, I think there's just so much opportunity, again, I think for men and women to get into the automotive industry. But as a woman, you have a competitive advantage to stand out and really drive change. In your business that you choose. But, you know, I just believe you've got to find something that you love doing. But there's never been a better time for women to enter this industry because there's just so many options and a lot more resources that are out there to take advantage of and feel included that you're not the only one. Another outlet I have found is I'm part of a women's group that meets a couple times a year of women dealers and you know we're all going through the same things it's just finding people that you can network with my mantra really in life and in a business is you know make results not excuses you can always have excuses for not doing something or not trying for the next opportunity but really don't worry as much and focus on understanding and overcoming the challenges that might be in front of you
1: I feel like today's episode was a bit of a departure from what we normally talk about. Usually it's processes or marketing strategies or ways that you can implement your dealership a better consumer engaging experience. But today we really talked about one person's experience growing into this industry against some pretty strong odds as well, too. So we hope you enjoyed today's show and please stay tuned for more unscheduled maintenance. Unscheduled Maintenance was created by Alex Vetter and Jake Whitler, and is a production of Cars, Inc. and is hosted by me, Steve Gady. Our senior producer is Evan Sears. Sarah Nicholas is our producer, along with assistant producer Ryan Corgan-Wetzel. Audio mixed by Chris Franzen. Original design and animations for each episode created by Paul Dolan and Matt Calendia. You can see those and listen to all of our episodes at growwithcars.com slash unscheduledmaintenance. Unscheduled Maintenance is recorded remotely from our homes, We're looking forward to working in person again when we're able to safely return to our studio. Thanks for listening.